Lizzo did something like that in her video, one of her videos, and then people were like, what the F was that, sis? Why are you whispering <laughs> into the camera like that? They were so uncomfortable. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Tea with Crema. My name is Chris, and I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Hello! Today, we will be reflecting on our month of goals. We set a lovely set of goals in February, and we're going to be talking about what happened. Did we do well? Did we not do well? What are we going to do moving forward? Before we do that, we want to check in with our teas. So, Emma... What tea are you drinking today? Hopefully not ginger ale. No, today I am drinking a green tea by Trader Joe's. It's not as good as the Bigelow one, I will say. It's a little bit more subtle. I also don't know if it's because my water wasn't super hot enough yet, because somebody unplugged my hot water kettle, so I don't I don't know. But it's alright. What are you drinking? I am also drinking green tea, but it has a little bit of jasmine, and it is from Yorkshire Tea. Yorkshire tea, green tea with jasmine. Yeah. So that's it. Keeping it calm, keeping it nice. I'm glad we got green teas. I don't know. I think you're, it's weird. Green tea is one of those ones that you, it's okay, no matter who makes it, but there are definitely some brands where I'm like, mm, this one's better for sure. I like the green teas that have a little bite to them. Moving into our episode today, speaking about our goals in February. So if you recall, actually, I don't even know if we ever announced what our goals were. So I guess we, we should start there. What were your goals for February, Chris? <laughs> so I decided February is a super short month. So the only way I was going to try this is like, we got to find a short month. That way I don't feel overwhelmed in case it goes bad. So for the month of February, I tried CrossFit. What about you? What did you have going on in February? I was going to attempt to do yoga. And that was our like main reasoning was because it's only 28 days long. Like it was going to be either really hit or miss. But then there were a lot of things that went wrong in the month of February in Texas. Just for starters, we had the snowmageddon. So that cut out a week of things that we could have done. But I guess we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get deeper into the episode. But I guess we should get like right into it. So Chris was doing CrossFit and I was doing yoga. So we'll start with yoga because apparently it didn't go so well. But some background information. Have you done yoga before? No, not really. I'm not. And I don't even think it's like I'm not flexible or maybe I just like, I understand the benefits of it. Like I see it. But then I also know there's like, it's like a little bit controversial to do yoga. Like it's, One of those things that I'm just kind of like, "Ah, I don't want to be like disrespectful of the practice because it is like an actual practice, you know, it's not just like gentrified yoga as we see it on YouTube. But again, like, is that a reason why I didn't succeed? No, I'm always really conflicted about these things. Like, but yeah, no, it didn't go well for me. It lasted a total of three days. I do still have the down dog. Was it called downward dog? Down dog. The app. I I still have the down dog app. And if you're a teacher... You get the rest of the school year free. And then when Chris had signed up, he actually got it for $15 for the whole year. Mm -hmm. It was a beginning of the year special. So January, when I started using it, it was very free. And then it was $15 for the rest of the year. So I still have it. It's still there. I haven't been super consistent with it either. But also doing yoga wasn't a goal that I had intensively set for myself. I was doing three to five days of yoga in January. And then... In February, I focused more on doing the CrossFit, even though even the trainers at CrossFit were saying the yoga, there's different benefits to it. So I think moving forward, I'll be a bit more diligent on 
doing them both at the same time. But have you ever been to an actual like in the studio yoga class? No, because even in college, like I used to see that, but it was always like yoga was always the class that was at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Like no one ever does like 3 p.m. yoga. (laughs) So it was always like the really early ones. And if you know me, I don't do very well with lack of sleep. I also don't like to interrupt my sleep. So yoga was not going to be something that was going to be happening. I have tried Pilates, which I know is kind of similar not really it's a little bit more cardio based i guess but yeah yoga has just never been one of my things like my stepmom does yoga and she's really good at it and i always thought like oh maybe i could get into it too and i just i don't know i i I think i have to figure out why i think there's a lot of unpacking to do why i haven't done it (laughs) i mean i don't know you either do it or you don't you like it or you don't it's like meditation but active it's like active meditation which i think is also why i took to meditation so easily because i had practiced I've never gone to a, a formal class regularly because yoga is kind of expensive. So Facts. <laughs> I have never, <laughs> I've never gone to like, I've been to a few classes that I've been invited to. I've never tried hot yoga. I will never try goat yoga. I want to try goat yoga just because the goats are so cute. Mm-mm. Nope. And then I saw that episode of 911 where this lady got a parasite in her eye and it almost made her go blind because she was doing goat yoga or she's a goat yoga trainer. It was too much. That confirmed for me. I'm never doing goat yoga ever. No. So I've never paid for a formal class. I've never taken it consistently. I just kind of do it when I do it. I did not. They might have offered it when I was in college. I don't remember. So going off of yoga... The reason why I wanted to do it was because I saw how flexible Chris was, but I also think that Chris is just naturally flexible. And Isaac is also pretty flexible too. And I'm just the not flexible friend. And so I wanted to try it. And my coaches at CrossFit always talk about like the benefits of yoga. And like, it's like, so that's why I had gotten into it, but I did not do well. And again, like I did three days of it. And it wasn't even that it was like super long, you know, strenuous workouts. Like it was like maybe supposed to be 15, 20 minutes. And I just like could not or would not take time out of my day to do it. So, you know, like I know that it's good to stretch after you work out. I know it's good to like have these moments of meditation, I guess, in your day. Do you think you would do it after a CrossFit workout? Yeah. And I think that's like when I should be doing it. And I should probably just stay at the gym and do like a 15 minute cool down instead of coming home. Because a lot of times what was happening was like, I'd go and work out and then I'd come home and like, I would just be dead already and want to just shower and eat dinner and do my thing instead of, you know, taking the time to actually stretch, which I guess like also if you're doing it correctly, you would do it right after a workout anyway, because your muscles are still warm. Which the CrossFit coaches tell us to do before we leave every time, and then we just leave. I'm just saying. I got places to go. I got people to see. Just kidding. I don't got nobody to see. I also don't have places to go. Anyway, so yeah. So I think that that's like, maybe I'll be more intentional. Maybe for the rest of March, I'll be more intentional. Month of April. Also, you paid for it. So at this point, you better use that app. No, it's free. I did not pay for it. Oh, well, I paid for it. So I have to use it more. I feel like when I pay for something, then yeah, I'm like super serious about it. But like, I didn't. I'm like, actually try it, not fake try it. Yeah. Because you also just like, yoga just might not be the move for you, which is fine. It is what it is. It's not the end of the world. But I want to be more flexible. Well, if you think I'm flexible, man, I knew all these dancers growing up. Bro, that's how you flexible. Feet used to be. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have for yoga. We tried. And moving on to CrossFit now. So Chris 
attempted to do CrossFit this uh, past month and not even attempted, like you did actually very well. So let's talk about that a little bit. What was the purpose of doing CrossFit? Because you made me. I did not make you do anything. Like you act like I'm like, Chris, you need to come do this. All I said was like, Chris, you should try it. I didn't say you had to do it. Okay. Well, you tell me why you keep doing it because you're on like eight years of CrossFit. So did you just say eight? Okay, you're right. As it's in like the number after seven? You're right. It's 16. I'm sorry. I forgot you old. My bad. Old, old. I only started CrossFitting at the end of my first year of teaching. So what? It's been three years now? Mm-hmm. Maybe two? Uh, but again, that's a commitment. Like you've been doing it for a while. So before we start talking about my experiences, let's talk about, cause again, I wouldn't have done CrossFit had you had no background. There would have been no reason for me to do it. So I'm just curious about A, why it's something that you enjoy doing. You also bring Isaac to do it every now and then. And then it's something that you've actively asked me to do. So I'm curious, what is it about your previous experiences with CrossFit that really have you passionate about it? Like, it's not one of those like, eh, it is what it is. Like, CrossFit's kind of okay. Like, you're actually very, no, I enjoy CrossFit. I like CrossFit. Try CrossFit. Gosh, you're making me sound like those CrossFitters that I hated when before I started. So actually, I think it goes a little bit farther back. After my sister had my first nephew, she started like working out. And for some reason, she started doing CrossFit with one of her friends. And they just got really into it. And so she was always like, oh my gosh, you should try it. Like, I think you'd really like it. I lifted a little bit in high school, but not enough to be like competitive. I didn't really know any technique. And when I had moved to Texas in that first year that I was here... I think I gained like 20 or 30 pounds. And so I was just also a little bit like undiagnosed depressed (laughs) because I couldn't find a job. And then I finally like started teaching and I wasn't taking care of myself. And one of my best friends from work was like, you should come and try and do CrossFit because like I love it. Like I do it, blah, blah, blah. I went once in November and then I didn't return again until March. That November workout kicked my booty like I was in so much pain I was like I'm never doing that again that was terrible and then I started going in March and I was like you know what let me just try it out and once I started like being able to lift and like see the changes I think in my body from just like getting stronger like I will say that I still have not like I've lost weight doing it but I feel like I've lost more just like inches doing it and my body's just like tightened up but I just enjoy seeing my body gets strong and it's like, it makes me feel good to like go work out for an hour and then like leave everything else at the door. Like that's my hour to do things. I think that's what it is. That's why I enjoy it so much. Did you enjoy it during your month of February? Well, I would say overall, it was not a terrible experience. Mostly because I went into CrossFit thinking that I was going to die. Not like fake die. I truly thought that I was going to try to do an exercise And then a bar was going to land on like my face or my neck or like I was going to bend my spine in a weird way. I genuinely was like, I'm going to do CrossFit and then I'm going to die because I did not have lifting experience ever. I've never picked up a bar. I've picked up some dumbbells when I was doing Camp Gladiator, but actual weight style training not something that I've done aggressively. In fact, I wouldn't say that I've ever done any muscle building intensive training before. I've always done more cardio-based activities. I've always done, even when I was a fake dancer in high school, 
that type of workout is not, oh, let's like lift things as much as possible. It's let's work on your, your flexibility and making like thin endurance based muscles. So I had occasional lifts of people, but it wasn't sustained muscles, biceps, triceps, deltoids. I think those are all muscles, but we didn't have to do all that. So I enjoyed pushing myself in a very, 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 very brand new way. And the two trainers, Jen and James, were both super awesome coaches because I know even talking about it before, you had mentioned a little bit about being worried that I had never done any type of training similar to CrossFit before. And being able to work with the coaches and getting that one-on-one so that I didn't actually hurt myself like I thought I was going to. But they've been very intentional about making sure I don't do anything crazy that ends in a long-term injury. And they're very quick to say, you know what, actually, I don't think you've built up the strength or the skills to do a full workout yet. So let's try empty bar. Let's try the PVC. Let's put a light weight on it. And so I've never felt pressured to do the prescribed workout, which it's nice to eventually know that I could build up to that and that no one's like, no, pick up the bar, put 95 pounds on it, and then do a squat, lift, jack, knife, jumping jack, snatch clean. He's doing super great with the workouts, everyone, just in case you couldn't tell from his naming of the workouts. Like, he's already been doing this for a month and a half now, too. <laughs> also, shout out to the best CrossFit out here in Texas, in Burleson, Texas, at CrossFit Success. Shout out to Jen and James. We love you. But anyway, like you were saying. I still don't know the names. So I'm finally on the little app thing. I Half the time, I don't know what I'm actually doing. So I just show up and they show me. But the actual experience of doing the workouts is nice. Am I tired afterwards? Yes. Am I sore for the next few days? Yes. But it's fun to do the workouts. And I will say I've never worked out in a group setting like that. Like I did. That's not true. Actually, that's a lie. I did it with Camp Gladiator. And I kind of... Like, that collaborative spirit is fun. Because I like that part of Camp Gladiator, too. To not feel like, like, yes, it's a little competition. Like, ooh, who can do the most amount of whatever? Who can do it just a little bit faster? But neither one of those environments felt like it was a, hmm, loser. You could only do 10. Wow, you suck. So neither environments had that, which I really enjoyed. Because, again, I do not view myself as an all-star athlete by any means. So it's just nice to feel like I can do things at my own pace. I think it's funny that you say like, it's like, it's like a little bit competition based, but you're not pressured by the competition. Like I didn't even realize that we were competing with each other until yesterday's workout. And you're like, Oh, I can finally beat you in a workout. And I was like, I did not even realize that we were competing against each other. (laughs) This whole time I was just trying not to die. And so I would finish my workouts a little bit faster to not die a little faster. (laughs) Also, James even said CrossFit is inherently competitive. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I see that. But I like, I wouldn't try to compete with you because like, this is your first time doing it. So that would be just rude to be like, oh, I'm going to kick your butt at this. Like knowing that I know how to do the movements a little bit faster. Like I just have a better grasp of it. Now the cardio stuff, I feel like, yeah, you'll kick my butt all day, every day. Clearly you've never played video games. Like it doesn't matter first time playing the video game or not. They're just like, oh, you still are a loser. Get better. So I'm definitely used to just like starting, being behind. There needs to be a learning curve and I figure it out. Like, yes, I knew I just was not going to do exceedingly well on a lot of things. I'm still not RX on 
that's the right word, prescribed, right? Rx. So I'm still not doing the prescribed workouts most of the time because I just, I I cannot lift the thing sometimes. So yet again, it doesn't, that part doesn't worry me. Like I'll get there when I get there. What was your favorite workout in this past month and a half? I think I've enjoyed doing the handstands, like developing the handstands and the balance that go with it. So I'm hoping that I can do a nice little handstand walk before long, like within the next like two or so weeks. Emma won't help me because she keeps thinking I'm going to kick her in the face, but... I also want to point out that I have been doing this for almost three years and I still can't do it. Like, anything handstand. I can't get up on the wall. I can't... I can't do anything with a handstand. I've hurt myself doing it, so I think it's more of a fear-based thing at this point. But Chris literally got in there the first day and, like, got up on the wall and I almost almost pushed him down so he would hurt himself, but I did not. (laughs) I just watched in... I just watched on in jealousy and it's fine. Some of us have strengths... And some of us have weaknesses. It really is a mental thing. So it's it has been fun, though, to have Chris in the in the gym with me and just kind of, like, pushing each other. And I still don't know how to address you on this. Like, do I say you or do I say Chris? I think it depends on if we're talking directly to each other. It's fine. Just let it be natural. That did feel natural. You're right. Anyway. Also, I'm never going to open a can for Emma again. After I watched her pick up all these big, heavy bars, I'm like, nah, you can open your own cans. This is ridiculous. Don't ever ask me to open a jar. The jars are, it's a different strength. You're like, yeah, I can throw 100 and, you know, 30 pounds over my head, but still. Mm-mm. Next time we ever cook and she's like, oh, can you open this jar of pickles? No, open your own jar of pickles, miss. Oh, let me pick up this 800 pound bar. You know, but like, again, like that's finger strength versus like, if I could open it with my biceps then all right, but I can't open it with my biceps. It's your fingers. I do not believe that that I would need. I'm going to need a what do you call it? A biologist, a kinesiologist, someone to be like, these are the muscles that you use when opening a jar. A physiologist. So if you are any of those things and you can tell us the the biomechanics that go into opening. Aren't you a bioengineer? Shouldn't you be able to tell me? I should be able to tell you. That's why I'm like literally like trying to figure it out right now. So I feel mm. like it's like, yeah, so it is, it's the muscles, it's your forearm muscles. Like it's your muscles here. It's this. Uh, clearly uh, I've been out of school for too long. I'm going to go ask my bioengineering friends and, and tell you, let you know mm-hmm. what they say. Also, I, I was a kinesiology ma- major, so maybe we should ask him to ask his professors. Okay. So was there anything that you did not like about CrossFit? Is there something that you'd like to change? Well, something that I don't like about anything is that it's not free. So my favorite thing is free 99. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do. So it is, it's an additional monthly cost that I have to take into consideration. And it's a monthly cost in more than just the gym membership itself. It is also, and something that I really do not like, and it has nothing to do with the CrossFit gym itself. I am not a big commuter driver. So something that I did not like about this month of doing CrossFit is it is a 25, 30 minute drive per direction. So to get to the gym, 25, 30 minutes. To get back, another 25 to 30 minutes. I don't like drives, so I do not enjoy that part, which again, has very little to do with CrossFit. I just don't like it. So That part, when it came down to the end of the month and I had to weigh all the pros and cons, those two things were weighing quite heavily on the con side. It's an additional cost. And of course, like when you're doing additional driving, there's also the additional cost of gas and all that other stuff. So that was probably the only part that I did not really like. Yeah. 
I feel I feel that. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I dislike about CrossFit. Like it's definitely not like my CrossFit gym, but I think like CrossFit as a sport can be viewed as problematic sometimes, all the time. Um it is a little bit elitist. Like my gym is definitely not, you know, they're very open and like welcome and it's pretty diverse, but like I can see across the board that that's not a thing and also because it does cost so much and that's because the equipment costs a lot of money to you know maintain and upkeep and things like that i can understand why that's like a barrier to entry for a lot of people and so like even when you look at like the athletes who do crossfit and are able to do it professionally and like as their main job i think the one thing that is problematic to me is like the the lack of diversity and the lack of sponsors to people who look like me (laughs) um so i think that's like one of the things i dislike about the crossfit itself but like as a community i will say that everywhere that i have ever crossfitted like not just in my own gym but even in california i've been in costa rica i've been in australia all of those places have the same like basic value of community like even if that's your first time in the gym most people are welcoming And I can only say this is from my own experience, because I know that that's not the wide experience for a lot of people. I think coming to terms with that is also something that is interesting. And that's one of those things that it's like CrossFit could do better. But again, like CrossFit success, the one, the gym that I go to has been nothing but like welcoming and provided that community to me. True story. I went to another CrossFit gym one time and the elitist attitude just, it pops immediately. And I didn't even work out at that gym. I just got back in my car and drove home and never returned. I will leave said gym unnamed, but it did happen. So I have tried CrossFit even before we were, it was like within the first year that I was teaching, tried it, went to it. The vibe was very off at this particular location. It was also wildly expensive. So it just was not going to happen. It was not in the cards for me at that time. But CrossFit success, I did not run into those same types of issues. I find that it's far more affordable and I did not get, I did not feel that elitist look down your nose vibe when I went there. So that was really nice. You know, there is an ugly side to anything. Except for me. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So what surprised you the most about your CrossFit journey? I think the thing that surprised me was that I felt like I was working out really intensively And I didn't have to worry too much about my diet. I feel like my diet's okay, except for on the weekends. But the diet part was fine. And I think the two things that really shocked me the most was that, A, there was no change in my weight at all after a month. Not not even a half a pound, not a bit of change. It was the weight that I started was the weight that I ended after that month. So that part was odd. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Still wrapping my head around the fact that I did not lose any weight. But... They do take other measurements, and I feel like this is probably on purpose because I I cannot imagine that I'm the only person that's had this experience. So I would imagine that they would need to do these types of measurements to convince people that change is actually occurring. Because had I only measured weight after doing CrossFit for a month, I 100% would not have went back. Because there's just no way after doing a month and then to not have that change. And that's like the, I think, the most common measurement that people use for health. So to see that that did not change, and if that was my only measurement, I definitely would not have gotten back. But they do other measurements, which is really nice and was helpful as far as returning back. And so we measured my waist, chest, hips, thighs, and arms. 
And all of those measurements went down after a month. So they went down either a half inch all the way up to, I think the greatest amount of like decreasing was two inches. So I saw that there was some sort of change. So there were changes other than weight. I don't necessarily know what that means, again, internally, physiologically, but there was change. So that part did help when it came time at the end of the month to really figure out, okay, am I going to keep doing this? And for how long? Even our coaches always say too, is that like, your exercising can only be one part of it. Like your diet also has to be taken into consideration. Chris just naturally eats very healthy. And for myself, like I indulge in the more than occasional French fry. And so like, I do know that when I was keeping to like a very strict diet and really watching like my caloric intakes, I was in deficit. I did lose a lot of weight. Like I was down pre pandemic. I was down about 20 pounds. And then like, now, like I have, I have gained back like five, 10 pounds and I was eating pretty clean. Like I wasn't on keto. I wasn't on like whole 30 or anything like that or paleo. It was just eating what's better for my body. So you know, seeing what you're planning on doing and everything like that, what do you hope is like your overarching goal with using CrossFit? Like, I know you are only planning on doing it for a couple more months. Like, what do you hope to happen? I'm going to keep doing it for two more months so that I've done it three months overall. And the goal fits into the larger scheme that I have for myself in relation to the vision board. So it's getting to be at a body build I'm starting to look beyond weight, but a body build and type that I feel more comfortable with. And it's something that I feel like I can achievably maintain over time. I think I'll have to, you know, try stuff out with as far as workouts and diets and things of that nature to find that eventual balance. But I'm going to keep doing this for three more months because again, I've not ever intentionally done intensive muscle building workouts like this. So I think seeing a bit more results or seeing what those results could be across the three months. And then I'm going to make a transition into the summer to start doing other types of workouts for a different purpose. So that's the goal right now. So I'm going to do it for three months total, see what happens. And then I'm probably going to make a transition at the end as we enter summer. I'm like looking at my vision board right now and mine says make and celebrate strength gains. And I think I have been doing that. It also says, be food smart. You know what, vision board? Mind your business. (laughs) I mean, food smart does mean eating good foods, right? Like good foods? Exactly, like like good food. Like not good for me, but like delicious. (laughs) You know, good is a very open term, you know? It's it's left ambiguous on purpose. (laughs) You know, good can mean a lot of things, but... Facts. All right. Before we end the episode, so I know we talked about yoga, we talked about CrossFit. One other thing that I wanted to bring up really quickly, it wasn't necessarily part of the original plan for the episode, but as we are continuing the pandemic, I know that vaccines have become a bit more readily available. So I wanted to take some time to kind of talk about your experiences with and around vaccination. I'm going to share like my experiences. I know that it's something that some people try to keep a bit more private, but I think my, my goal in doing this is kind of sharing that journey that I'm going through because I know that there are people that are just kind of waiting to see what happens as other people are taking their vaccines and getting vaccinated. So I just want to take this time, talk about what I've done so far, how it's impacted me so far, and then providing an update. Because at this point, I can say I'm only, I've only received one 
of the vaccinations and I got the Pfizer vaccination and that happened mid-March. So as of right now, I have one step done. I'll get my follow-up in a few more weeks and then we'll kind of circle back around up and provide an update on that. But for me, I I think I just had to, I signed up because in Texas, we've been in the classroom since October. So it just made sense that given my presence in such an environment, I wanted to take precautions for myself, for my families, for my students. And it it just made sense. And I wasn't super, I know a lot of people have been worried about, oh, the side effects of getting a vaccine that was developed in such a short amount of time. But I think just kind of given the evidence around vaccinations overall, historically, the good tends to outweigh the bad. So there's always the possibility, no matter what medication that you take, that you're that one in a million case of really bad negative side effects. But I felt mostly confident that I'd be all right. This is also a departure because I don't typically get the flu vaccine every year. So it was definitely something that I had to come to terms with. And getting my round one, I just had my sore arm for a day or two. So I think that part was pretty easy. We'll see what happens in a few weeks as I get round two. I got the Moderna vaccine and I had signed up as soon as signups opened in Texas. So that was beginning of January. While I didn't qualify because of this hearing in Texas, I just signed up just waiting for it. And right after Texas had reopened like fully and got rid of the mask mandate, the governor did open it up to teachers. And so from that, there was a city nearby that had opened it up to school workers. I signed up, was able to get vaccinated through them. And then on the day that I was getting vaccinated, Fort Worth finally got back to me from the original January sign up and was like, oh, we can vaccinate you this Sunday. By that point, I had already been vaccinated. And same thing, like I've been in the classroom since October. So now we're like working on a way to get my mom vaccinated. Goes to show you, like, I do have the first dose, but like, we're still taking our precautions to make sure that she is not, you know, putting herself in harm's way, like when she doesn't need to be, especially with Texas reopening and especially with like the mask mandate being a little bit more relaxed. Um, Same thing happened. I got it done on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I had a little bit of tenderness. My throat was hurting, but I don't know if it was because of like a long day of teaching or if it was because of the vaccine. Like I still don't know, but every little like ache and pain, I was like, oh my God, is this it? Um, So I will be getting it in a couple weeks my second dose in a couple of weeks. And I'm just like looking forward to just be fully vaccinated. And then my mom has finally got her appointment as well. So, but I think it is important for us to look at, you know, historically, yes, this vaccine did come out really quickly, but coming from a science background, I do understand like how vaccines are created. This technology has already been there for think like 10 years now they just had never used it for a vaccine because it just wasn't necessary there is a lot of misinformation going on you know older generation out there if you are thinking about it please go and get vaccinated younger generation if you live with people who are older in your household like i would say you know research do the research yourself but again make sure it's a reputable source like not everything that dr google says is the truth i think that it's super important that we discuss getting vaccinated with our grandparents and our parents and everybody involved. Vaccinations. (laughs) So I think that is all that we have for this episode. Is there anything you would like to add about yoga, CrossFit, vaccines, goal setting? 
goal setting. Every time I do CrossFit, I will attempt to do like a range of movement, a ROMWAD is what they call it. Um, 15 minutes doing some, you know, targeted stretching. And that's where I'll start from there. So we can check in at the end of April to see how I did. (laughs) And that's about it. And so to close out our episode, like we do every single time, we have a rapid fire question. Christopher, take it away. Wow. So now I have to ask a question. That's usually how this works. All right. So my question today is, how do you like to spend your Sundays? I know for teachers, that is not a day of mandatory work. So how do you like to spend your Sundays? Jesus said I needed to rest on Sunday. Just kidding. My Sundays always end up being more busy just because I feel like Monday through Saturdays recently have been super packed. Like I've been, I've been in conferences. I've been in meetings. So like Saturdays have not been a day off either. So Sundays I generally or you just did you say how do I usually or how do I like? How do you like to spend your Sundays? Oh, okay. So if I'm not working on a Sunday, I like to spend it by sleeping in. And when I sleep sleeping in, like I mean sleep, like slumped, like no alarm clock, I'm waking up when I wake up. I like to spend it sleeping and then waking up whenever I feel like it. I also like to spend it not doing anything. My computer's off. Like everything is off. I am unplugged. I'm literally just watching Netflix and that is all. That is my ideal Sunday. Because like normally my Sundays are filled with like meal planning and not even like meal planning anymore because like I feel like my mom does most of the meal planning now. But like it's filled with me studying and it's just work. What about you? How do you like to spend your Sunday? I like to spend my Sunday setting myself up for success for the other days of the week. So for me, like an ideal Sunday is I am up But you like to do that? You like- I like to do that. So I, because for me, it's one of those things, it it helps with the rest of the week. So on a good, a good, good Sunday. But like, if you didn't have to think about work, that's like, you would like to do that? Yes. What the heck? I like, so first of all, I'm not judging your ideal Sunday. I'm just saying, why does your Sunday still revolve around work? So first of all, cleaning is therapeutic to me. I enjoy cleaning things and making things clean and nice and neat and organized. So an ideal Sunday for me would be up before, well before 10, like solid before 9, actually. Again, I wake up naturally that early. So I'd be up cooking breakfast and then... Like, I'm cleaning my apartment, I'm preparing all of my meals for the week, planning any, like, dinner stuff that I need to get done, last-minute trips to the grocery store, although I do like to do those on Friday or Saturday. Because, like, an ideal Sunday, like, I don't really have to move. And by move, I mean leave my apartment. So I am cleaning, prepping, getting stuff done, and then I can finish all of that by 5 or 6, usually. And then I just spend the rest of the day and like movies or music or whatever will be on in the background while I'm getting all that stuff done. And then I can actually like sit down for the rest of the day and chill out. So like an ideal Sunday. Cause first of all, you always have to clean at some point. And it's also creating a space of peace and tranquility for the rest of the week, irrespective of whether I'm working or not. Okay, my question for today, and this is brought to you by Isaac because I could not think of one today. He says, If you could speak to any animal species, what species would you speak to? And I already know what it is, but the listeners don't. What would, who would you talk to? You already know my answer? Yes. 
Oh, I know why you know my answer. Or you think, I know why you think you know my answer. So you think my answer is turtles. Is it not? Turtles are so impractical. Because so what would you how talk often, to? I don't actually ever get to talk to turtles. Like, I don't see turtles often in my life. If I could talk to an animal, again, practically speaking, I would talk to spiders. Why? Because they're everywhere. So hopefully, I can be friends with the spiders and make sure that they leave me alone. Especially, like, if I want to visit Australia, where the spiders are as big as your face. If I can be friends with the spiders and get them to leave me alone and protect me, I feel like that's way... Like, yes, if... I could talk to a turtle. That'd be great. But like, no, I gotta be practical here. I gotta talk to them spiders. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I said cats and not even cats, just like specifically this one cat. And I'm talking to my sister and my brother-in-law right now, Satsuko and Carlo, for giving away my cat. His name is Kumar. He's living his best life now. He was all white. He was a beautiful cat. And they gave him away when my second nephew was born. Thanks a lot, Rocky. Um, so that's the only cat that I'd want to speak to because that's like my cat. And the thing is, is that like we didn't grow up with pets. So I don't know why I'm so attached to this cat. I just am. Why didn't you adopt the cat? Because my mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> oh, it'd be like that. Anyway, now that I'm sad about our cat. Wow. Where can people find the podcast? You can find our podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can find our podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Tea with Crema. And you can find us anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. XO, XO, Gossip Girl.